The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Stomps, stomps, stomps. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Holiday edition. Holla. Holla, do you got your... Uh, uh, not not the one that I told you in the car. You're not going to tell that one? No, I'm not telling that I one. I wish you would. Christmas Billy would love questions. this one. Christmas, Christmas, oh, yeah. Billy, what, you, you've Christmas. got one? Yeah, I have a Christmas <laughs> trivia question. Well, hold on. Let's make sure we're rolling. Oh, we, we is. Rolling. Oh, we, we rolling. is rolling. Well, we can wait for the intro, so, I guess. Uh, in the song, The 12 Days of Christmas, if you add them up, how many gifts are there? Uh, oh, Lord, that's a good question. So 12 What's plus 11 12 plus a 10. Plus, so I don't want to do the math, but if it's 12 plus 11 plus 10 plus 9 plus, so what is it? 364. Oh, that's Because you sing smart. the song that many times, remember? So you get 12 to 1 and then 11 to 1 and 9 to 1, and you sing them all the time. There's 364. One short of 365 days in a year, so you just take out Christmas, and that's how many gifts. So you're counting every time you go to yeah. the 1. Yeah. That's a 1. Yeah, the oh. 1, and then the second one is 1 and 2, and the next one is 1 plus 2 oh, plus yeah. 3, and then yeah, it's 1 okay. plus 2 yeah, plus yeah, 3 yeah. plus sure 4. Enough. And before you know it. I don't know why I always thought of just getting Oh, that's true, could, because every day he every was giving— Every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing I just learned now, Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> What's the face value of all that crap? <laughs> it's a, a lot, actually. Yeah. I bet yeah. it's in the millions. Yeah. I've, I've heard that. It's in the millions. At, how much is the turtle dove? <laughs> hey, let's ask. Try let's renting ask. one for a wedding. Yeah. Find out. Yeah. Those were actually the cheaper form of sacrifice back in the when the Jewish, were, Jewish oh, really? people were sacrificing in the temple. If you couldn't afford a, la- a, a lamb or a more expensive animal, you could buy a turtle dove for really cheap. And that's estimated what Jesus' parents sacrificed. They well, don't... Mary made an offering huh. of birds. This is an yeah. indication that Mary and Joseph did not have the necessary funds to purchase a lamb for their birds' offering, wow. which is one of the reasons why they say that uh, the wise men didn't come within 12 days, because if so, they would have had gold with them, and then Mary and Joseph would have had the money to go buy a lamb. That's correct. Hey, that's pretty smart. He was about two years old when they came. Hey, Bixby. What is the value of the 12 days of Christmas gifts? Not a thing. <laughs> Let's try Google. Let's see what... <laughs> hey, Siri. Bixby, you ruined it. <laughs> so, let's see. Yeah, why don't you try a real search engine? Not yeah. One you Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. That ought to be a search engine. It should be. What's his name ought to make it? There we go. What's his name? The guy that owns Twitter now? No, Bazinga. No, oh. Sheldon. 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 Yes. Sheldon watched. Cooper. He always he always says Bazinga. So according to this, even Look the, up that guy's a, modeling photos. It says, even the twelve days of Christmas is being slammed by inflation. Of course, <laughs> it says turtle dove costs increased fifty percent in one year. Seriously, <laughs> that's, that's a parody account, right? Uh, I it, no, it, oh. it's actually from. Uh, Fortune Magazine, Finance Whoa. and Inflation. So evidently, there's over 
your true love would be stuck with 178 birds. Overall, buying all the gifts in this song as it was sung would cost you $179,454.19 this year, a 5.4% increase over 2019. (laughs) So is that like... Can you just buy me a house? This is like straight up nerd math. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's Not unless you go to Transylvania County. Or South Carolina. I like the insinuation. I'm is a real that this, I get that. Yeah. I like the insinuation is that this math is done every year. Yeah. yeah. Every you, year. You can get most of those birds at the jockey lot, right, Serena? Sure. Yeah. Anderson Jockey Lot. Mm. That's the place to be on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and on my left is Billy Eye Candy Kimsey. Like a candy cane, mint condition. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Okay. That's pretty good. That's a good one. And to also to my left, Cherry the Annihilator Lewis. Hello. Ralph. <laughs> Straight Ralph. out of Compton, Ralph Hick. Represent. <laughs> He's looking at that Ralph. beer and going, Ralph. <laughs> Behind the glass is Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. The cow. Uh, Sarita the Edge Edgerton. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And for our holiday edition, my wife Holly is here in this studio. Hello, Holly. Hi. You are looking very festive today in your red sweater. Oh, it's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Anyway. I, I would assume that was accidental. Yes. yes. We <laughs> oh, had really? Veterans Day at school. Oh. Veterans Day celebration since today is I have day. to beep that out to, so it's not dated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, everybody knows we record ahead of time. And if you don't, well, now you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, today is our special Christmas edition. And last year, I asked everybody, hey, what do you want to talk about? And I gave them three options, and you guys said all of them. And so it was incredibly busy. So I don't have anything to talk about this year. So have a great Christmas. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) No. This year, I wanted to ask you guys something. Have you ever stopped and listened to some of the most famous Christmas songs? I did this in my car one time. Like, you know, it's funny. You're talking about listening to to try to understand the words and hear what the words are? Yeah. Like, you know, it's one thing if we listen to like Holly Jolly Christmas or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or whatever. There are some Christmas songs that aren't necessarily religious. However, I would say most of the songs that we listen to have this religious undertone. They do. And if you really listen to these words, it's kind of shocking. Whenever people say Jesus is the reason for the season, it sounds like, oh, that's a joke. What are you saying that for? Well, because traditionally— He was. That's why we say it. But if you listen to the songs that were written, they all talk about this one particular night, this one night, this Stille Nacht. We'll get into that later. Stille Nacht. It's like when you say it that way, it sounds like you're going to hurt somebody, you know? But but that's the way it is with you. Sounds like something Ramstein would sing. It does. It does. Stille Nacht. It sounds like something, Sister Carol Ann, when I was at Catholic school, uh, which most of my life I was, uh, she would talk about some of the songs and she would she say, do you know what this is for? And we no, we don't. Well, because in this time, this is what they were doing or in this time. So the first time I ever heard someone say in this time in regards to the Bible or Christianity was when I was probably nine years old. Sister Carol Ann. Sister Carol Ann. I've I've done a deep dive into songs and our... Some of our hymns and Christmas songs in homeschool, but you know, oh, wow, I'm, not, I'm not Sister Anne, but yeah, Carol Anne to you. 
<laughs> Whatever. But have you guys ever gotten, like, when you sing a song, sometimes, like, especially Christmas songs, we're so used to them. When you sing them, you don't really think about them necessarily. Oh, no. You really do think do. about them? Well, that's good. I don't. I just kind of like, uh, Last yeah. Christmas, I think about quite often. Like that song? With George Michael? I'm joking. Oh, oh. yes. Well, I don't. I don't Give really think about the lyrics unless I listen to it enough time. Day. That you know them, right? What? But my friends. Uh, well, actually, the girls at the house and, and some of my away. friends that are girls. They're always singing these songs because they're sad songs and they know the lyrics. So today we're driving in the car and one of them had a heartbreak the other day. And so my other daughter's playing her specific songs to do about what this boy is or what he did or all this other stuff. I'm like, bunch of Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. No, this Did she slash the tires? Tyler, and, the creator, yeah, mm-hmm. and Juice World, and oh dear, man. So anyway, so what we're going to do tonight is we we picked out a few songs that have some really cool meanings, and I thought we would do that. So, Sarita, our first Christmas song is "Joy to the World." So, can you tell us a little bit about this one? "Joy to the World" was written by English minister and hymnist Isaac Watts, based on a Christian interpretation of an Old Testament psalm, Psalm ninety-eight. The song was first published in 1719 in Watts' collection, The Psalms of David, imitated in the language of the New Testament, and applied to the Christian state and worship. The, pa- the paraphrase is Watts' Christi- Christological interpretation. Consequently, he does not emphasize with equal weight the various themes of Psalm 98. In the first and second stanzas, Watts writes of heaven and earth rejoicing at the coming of the king. An interlude that depends more on Watts' interpretation than the psalm text itself, stanza three speaks of Christ's blessings extending victoriously over the realm of sin. The cheerful repetition of the non-psalm phrase, far as the curse is found, has caused this stanza to be omitted from some hymnals. But the line makes joyful sense when understood from the New Testament eyes through which Watts interprets the psalm. Stanza 4 celebrates Christ's rule over the nations. The nations are called to celebrate because God's faithfulness to the house of Israel has brought salvation to the world. And before I go on, I just can I apologize to each one of you because I threw these notes on all of you guys with literally 20 seconds to review. And so you're going to be reading some very tough words. You're going to have some weird cities. We're going to have to ask um, Andy to read French. Holly has to <laughs> read German. This is going to be awesome. Parlez-vous français? So I want you to say it to the best of your ability. And if you are the French and you're offended, good. <laughs> I don't care for the French. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. All right. Anyway, so back to what Sarita was saying. Psalm 98, is it's based off of a Christian interpretation by Isaac Watts. And so I was like, hmm, that's interesting, Psalm 98. And so I wanted to read it. Ralph, would you read all of uh, Psalm 98 for us, please? Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he opened, show, openly shewed in the sight of heaven, openly shewed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All of the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm. With trumpets and sound of a cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. 
Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the people with equity. Psalm 98, 1-9, King James Version. Doesn't Ralph's voice just sound like silk tonight? It does. <laughs> it's so silky smooth. Hi, I'm Ralph. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> oh, man. So, Hi there, I'm Billy Kimsey. <laughs> so for the first time in Burroughs Abria history, I, Candy Kimsey, will now sing you all of the lyrics to Joy to the World. I thought I was going to rap it. <laughs> I was going to say, bust oh, it, please Billy. Rap it. That was, <laughs> oh, please. I can, actually, I can actually do some of that. No, oh, I'm not. Wow. Okay. Uh, Billy, bad. do you mind just reading yeah, them? I, I, I don't mind reading. Thank so. you. All right. Uh, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him, him room and heaven and na- nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and, and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world. The Savior rings. Let men and their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat. The sounding joy. It would be easier if you just sang it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. No. no refuse. No more sins. I'm out. No, yeah, no, no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. So what we've learned here is that it is, in fact, interpretive, and I can sort of see it. Rick, I, I'd like you to read the capitals properly. Okay, so what we've learned is that <laughs> it's interpretive. <laughs> but you have to dig. Like, in my opinion, listening to this, you have to dig, okay? Um, yeah, you hear joyful two or three times and nature sing and all that, but I, this is truly interpretive on Isaac Watts' part. So anyway, our second Christmas song that we're going to do tonight is Silent Night. And I know a little bit about this carol, mainly that it was originally titled Stille Nacht, like I said earlier. Which is still night. That's right. And it's German. So In Spanish, Spanish is Noche de Paz, Night of Peace. Ah, Really? I like that. Noche de paz, noche de amor. It's actually noche de paz and or night of peace and night of love. That's what it, the first two lines of that song are. Unsurprisingly, the Spanish version sounds much better than the German. It's actually a very beautiful. I mean, have you ever Spanish. heard the Germans sing it? You sound like a token villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start playing my Ramstein. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be challenging, and I apologize to you, honey. Um, <laughs> would you give us the background background to this very famous Christmas carol? Here we go. Still a Knock, or Silent Night, was first performed on Christmas Eve, 1818, at St. Nicholas Parish Church in Oberndorf, a village in the Austrian Empire on the Salzach River in present-day Austria. A young Catholic priest, Father Joseph Moore, had come to Orbendorf the year before. In the aftermath of the Napoleonic Wars, he had written the poem Still in Oct in 1816 at Maria Far, yes, the hometown, <laughs> the hometown of his father in Salzburg, Langu region, where Joseph had worked as an assistant priest. 
The melody was composed by Franz Xaver Gruber. And I have to stop is you that there. Hans that is Gruber's the brother? That is the great great grandfather of Hans Gruber from <laughs> Die Hard. You got it. <laughs> the greatest Christmas movie of yes. all. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's all of Billy Kimsey's no. favorite. He was a schoolmaster and organist in the nearby village of Arzendorf, now part of Lamprechtshausen. That place. <laughs> On Christmas Eve in 1818, Moore brought the words to Gruber and asked him to compose a melody and guitar accompaniment for that night's mass after river flooding had possibly damaged the church organ. The church was eventually destroyed by repeated flooding and replaced with the Silent Night Chapel. It is unknown what inspired Moore to write the lyrics or what prompted him to create a new carol. According to Gruber, Carl Maracher, an mm-hmm. organ builder who serviced the instrument at the Orbendorf Church, was enamored of the song and took the composition home with him to Zillertal. From there, two traveling families of folk, sing- folk singers the Strassers and the Rainers. Cousins of the Von Trapp family. No, I'm just kidding. Included the tune in their shows. The Rainers were already singing it around Christmas 1819 and once performed it for an audience that included Franz I of Austria and Alexander I of Russia, as well as making the first performance of the song in the U.S. in New York City in 1839. By the 1840s, the song was known in Lower Saxony and was reported to be a favorite of Frederick Frederick William IV of Prussia. During this period, the melody changed slightly to become the version that is commonly played today. So it took a long time, guys, to, you know, from a poem to the time that it got famous here in America and into the modern form that we have today. And Cherry, do you mind reading the lyrics from that song? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory scream, scream, ah. glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing alleluia. Christ the Savior is born, Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus Lord at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at that birth. Yeah, so in my opinion, to be honest, that night, if you read it biblically, that night was anything but silent or peaceful. Angels were visiting shepherds, screaming, fear not. Shepherds were running around trying to find the baby. Mary and Joseph were in the feeding area of the of the animals because there wasn't room for them in the inn. And it was more like stressful night, shepherd's fright. <laughs> Enter the donkey laugh now. But anyway, I think a shepherd hooks is going to come in here in a second. Well, Ralph, you you and I had a conversation about this earlier. You said something like because I had said shepherd's night, shepherd's fright, or whatever, and you said that well, you, you kind of saw it a little about, differently. Well, yeah, you you said something about it being very very busy that night, and and no doubt it was with the angels going to the shepherds, and and you know we have wise oh yeah, men you and told everything. me something cool about the shepherds. Well, yeah, but we were talking about they, the shepherds, uh, so. Uh, we at least I believe from some of the things I've read that the the shepherds were actually priests. So Mishnah is a group of documents that recorded oral traditions. 
uh, of the time of the Pharisees, and it's um, it says that you know forbids the keeping of flocks throughout the land of Israel except for in the wilderness, and the only flocks would be kept by those who are temple services, which means the priests were the ones taking care of it for the temple, the purified animals. Mm-hmm. And they were out in the fields. Uh, there was a tower of the flock, which was a tower that stood outside. So uh, it, it probably wasn't the regular shepherds of the day, but these were the priests that were watching over the, the, the flocks for the temple. Uh, they were part of the animal sacrifice system of the church, and it was their job to prepare the, the sheep for the Jewish the Jewish ceremonies. Which really makes it interesting when you think about who Christ was and what he was going to become, doesn't it? They were watching over these very special lambs, you know, this flock. perfect lambs But the perfect lamb of God was born, and so the angels came and told them. That makes a whole lot more sense to me. Yeah, well, there was another thing about the swaddling clothes. So uh, Mary... Mary, uh, they say they, she probably got the uh, the swaddling clothes from Zacharias, whose wife Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth is Mary's cousin. So Mary stayed in their house for three months while she was pregnant. Uh, so he was a priest ah. where they stayed. So they think that that may have been a gift. And then something I found in- interesting was um, it, something that, it, that was in one of the articles. It said, how wonderful to know there's no need of sacrifice to animals anymore because the price of Jesus paid for us, which is the end of an age. Uh-huh. And we just studied That's back right. before where this, the fulfillment and the edge of an age. And this is here, they're talking about this being the fulfillment of that. Yeah, that's really cool. Huh. I like that, Ralph. So, right, let's do our, let's go on to the next song. Oh, Holy Night, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, Andy, do you mind giving us the history on this incredibly hard song to sing? And I know, because I've tried. I'd just like to point out that you missed your opportunity to get me to recant the history of All I Want for Christmas is You. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sing it to me. An equally important religious document. Well, I'm punishing you by making you read all these French words, so have fun. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. (laughs) I can't wait. Okay. Oh, Holy Night, also known as uh, Cantique de Noël. Did I say that right? Yeah, very good. Is a well-known Christmas carol originally based on a French-language poem by poet Placide Capot. Placide Capot. I got the back one. Good job. The back one. Uh, Written in 1843 with the first line, Minute Cretaceans. Uh, Crustaceans. Minute (laughs) Crustaceans. Say, Loire... Solennel, mm-hmm. we're not. Don't correct me. I don't want to hear it. Midnight Christians is the solemn hour. Okay, that, so that's that, what it meant. That's much easier. Uh, that composer Adolf Adam Adolf, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. set to music in 1847. The English version is by John Sullivan Dwight. The carol reflects the birth of Jesus as humanity's redemption. And Rokmar. Rokmar, thank you for bailing me out of that. (laughs) At the end of 1843, the church organ had recently been renovated. To celebrate the event, the parish priest persuaded poet Placide Capo. Placide Capo. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like, Take that sound bite, and whenever that word comes up again, I'm just gonna like reinsert it (laughs) instead of me. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, lost my spot. A native of the town. Uh, Thank you. A native of the town to write a Christmas poem. Soon afterwards, that same year, Adolf Adam composed the music. The song was premiered in Rokmar. Rokmar in 1847 by the opera singer Emily uh, Laurie. Sounds like a. Maybe an Irish woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Unita- Why is Unitarian in blue? Unitarian minister John Sullivan Dwight, editor of Dwight's Journal of Music, wrote the English version in 1855. The version became popular in the United States, especially in the North, where this third verse resonated with abolitionists, including Dwight himself. The wide vocal range, no joke, of the song makes it one of the more difficult Christmas songs to execute properly, especially for the untrained amateur. In French language, in French language churches, it is commonly used as the beginning of the midnight mass. Yeah, and I could tell what you just said true because I have tried to sing it. The only thing being executed that night are my vocal cords. Have you ever have you ever had anybody record that song in here before? No, no. no? Well, get ready. It's about to happen. <laughs> it's about to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm in. It. Can we just do a try to do a group of it and just like see how oh, that goes? Holy shit. night, the <laughs> totally. stars are brightly shining. <laughs> how about it? Is the <laughs> night of the dear Savior's birth? That's the easiest part of the song, Ralph. It's later on. That's what. So, Sarita, either you can sing them or you can read them. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. O hear the angel voices. O night divine. O night when Christ was born. O night, O holy night, O night divine, led by the light of faith serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by a li- so led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, here comes the wise men from Orient land. The King of Kings lay thus in lowly manger, and all our trials born to be our friend. Chorus. I'm not doing that one again. He knows our need to our weakness, no stranger. Behold your King. Before him lowly bend. Behold your king, your king, before him bend. Truly he taught us to love one another. This is my favorite verse. It's mine too. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break. Amen. Uh For the slave is our brother. And I cry almost every time I hear that song properly. We have the same problem. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord. Then ever, ever praise we. His power and glory evermore proclaim. His power and glory evermore proclaim. And can I interject? You can. My mom passed away in 2018, and many of y'all know that. And she sang for the North Carolina Metropolitan Opera when she was young. Wow, she that's had a cool. really inc- she was a very high soprano. She sang very beautifully in church. You could hear her even if she was in the congregation, you could hear her above everyone else. And she sang all the time. She sang solos at church all the time. I remember three songs that she sang. Uh, two of them weren't Christmas songs, but the one Christmas song I remember her singing is this one and I can still hear it. And I must have been eight or nine years old. And mm. I can still hear her because I'm an alto. So there's no way I hit any of those notes. Mm. Not even if I try my hardest and train. I can't do it. I can sing the the harmony to it. But I can still hear her hit those notes. 
And there's another one that's an Easter song that also I remember her singing. And I don't know why, but... <clears throat> when you hear that song, do you think about her all the time, though? Like at Christmas time or when you hear the no, song? Um, no, but I do think of her... I judge every other version of it based off of her, unless it's a man singing it. Yeah. So I really like a high soprano singing this in a deep bass. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good if a deep a male with a deep bass bass voice sings it like our friend Ralph just. I wish I was bass. I'm more it. baritone than bass. I can hit a couple notes if I wake up with a cold. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, dig- I digress. So with this particular song, and you just said it because you and I are obviously very much alike. When I hear chains. Shall he break? Uh, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. And every time I try to sing it or I listen to it, you guys ever get that lump in your throat? Like when something oh, yeah. hurts you, makes you sad. For sure. I always get the lump in my throat. No matter, even if I'm not singing it, I get it. You know, and it's like, yeah, it's. And my favorite version is Josh Groban by far. If you've never heard, uh, it's too much fall. It's too. He's it's, got a little bit too much uh, vibrato. Vibrato. Way too much yeah. vibrato for me. Yeah, I don't uh, like just, vibrato. Just in I general. just like. Very few people. I don't mind it, but it's like. It's too much. Yeah, it is. A little way bit too goes much. a long way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I can see what you mean. So <laughs> thanks a lot. I hate that yeah. song now. Don't, no, don't change it. I love Josh Groban's version of that. And I, I don't know what it is, but he does not miss a note, by the way. He hits them all, even if he's vibrating them too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think like these these men that held on to this, the abolitionists that heard those lyrics and they really held on to them. And that's something that's really important, you know, that I that I want people to understand, especially about what a special night this is. Christmas, you know, the the night that Christ was born, whether you believe it's in some other date or it's this night, this happens to be when America celebrates it. And if you stop and think about what this night actually means, that this is the moment in time when God sends his Redeemer for all of us and how amazing that is. And we have failed as human beings, but especially, I hate to pick on the Christians, but and I am one, but there are so many times when we have really, really missed the boat on what Christ did. And I love that. His law. What his what did it say his law was, Sarita? His law is love. Yeah. And his gospel is peace. But when you sing that in a choir, yep. you know you know funny story? Sure. You say his law is love. Really? We, so slaw is love. Nice. Yeah. That way you don't you all are on there's not a whole bunch of I noticed nobody mentioned that they liked slaw. It's Singing in enunciation are really weird because you don't necessarily say the word that you would say if you were speaking it. Mm-hmm. You say it how it will sound good song, and it just kind of passes over people, and they don't notice that things are— There's a lot of things even going like, on behind. Yeah, the like yeah. first one I learned was river, because you sing river, but we, you sing river. River. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because er is an unpleasing sound. Right. Yeah, and no S's. S's sound bad unless you can get them perfect Which with is a choir. So super most hard. people just do a th. So yeah. his, I mean, you'll, you'll yeah. hear that. We used to have a choir director that we get mad because we sang a song of him. Uh, I'll meet you in the morning, but we would say meet you. meet you, and she's like, "You don't chew. It's meet you." So anyway, but the co- but the congregation would have heard that meet you. Instead of when you said meet you, that's probably how you should actually say I will say. Meet, meet you in the... And if you're singing you. as a choir. Hey, right, meet because, you, meet you. Well, I mean, let's do it. <laughs> would you sing this? I will meet you. You would not. Right. 
You and like there's a couple some circumstances where you would enunciate like that in singing, but all of them are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, if you end on that hard T, it just feels weird. I will meet you. No. Yeah. That's not how you sing. I will meet you in yeah. You will yeah. meet you. I will chew meat. You will meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So again, smoking I'm a blunt is that meet you in the morning. What is it with Ralph and weed this year? <laughs> Next it is song. a lot. Whoa, of I was talking about what's on the floor in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So well, Sarita would tell another Dahmer joke. <laughs> meet you. <laughs> Jeez. That's a good one. Uh, so the next song I want to look at is the first Noel. And Ralph, do you mind giving the history of this uh, very well-known Christmas song? Well, sure, sure. The the first Noel is of Cornish origin. Its current form was first published in Carol's Ancient and Modern and Gilbert and Sandy's Carols, both of which were edited by William Sandys and arranged, edited, and with extra lyrics written by Davies Gilbert for hymns and carols of God. Noel is an early modern uh, no Noel is an early modern English synonym for Christmas from uh, French Noel, the Christmas season, ultimately from Latin Natalis day of birth. The word was regularly used in the burden of carols in the Middle Ages towards the early modern period. Sir Christmas, uh, Ritson manuscript, now will sing we all and come and some. Now will sing we all and some. Trinity carol roll and the now will or noel out of your sleep arise and wake. Selden carol book being 15th century examples. Today, the first Noel is usually performed in a four-part hymn arrangement by the English composer John Stainer, first published in his carols, New and Old, in 1871. Variations of its theme are included in Victor Healy Hutchinson's Carol Symphony. American folklorist James Madison Carpenter made audio recordings of several traditional versions of the song in Cornwell in the early 1930s. Cherry, do you mind to read the lyrics to this song as well? Sure. The first Noel the angel did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, 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 born is the king of Israel. They looked up and saw a star shining in the east beyond them far. And to the earth it gave great light, and so it continued both day and night. Before Noel. you read that again, I was going to say, you know how we were just talking about that, Andy, about um, enunciating? Yeah. When you sing Noel, you don't say, Noel, 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 born is the king of Israel. Yeah. Israel. <laughs> That's right. You avoid holding an E whenever mm -hmm. possible because it comes directly out of your nose and there's it's very not little you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't yeah. have to read the chorus every time I, unless you just want to, Cherry. No, I'm good. Okay. And by the light of that same star, three wise men came from country far. To seek for a king was their intent and to follow the star wherever it went. Chorus. This star drew nigh to the northwest, o'er Bethlehem it took its rest. And there it did both stop and stay, right over the place where Jesus lay. Then entered in those wise men three, full reverently upon their knee, and offered there in his presence their gold and myrrh and frankincense. Then let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord, that hath made heaven and earth of naught, and with his blood our life hath bought. Noel, 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 Noel. Noel. 
Lord is the king of Israel. <laughs> All right. So those are just a few songs, guys, that describe this one particular instance in human history, the birth of Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop there. There are several others. Like Away in a Manger, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and O Little Town of Bethlehem. Or What Child Is This? O Come Ye Faithful and We Three Kings. Hey, little drummer boy. The little drummer boy. Sorry. I got. That's all good, brother. You're good. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Angels we have heard on high. Or, Mary, did you know? Go tell it on the mountain. It came upon a midnight clear. And the sound engineer's all time favorite. Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> <laughs> so many songs about one man born 2,000 years ago. And new songs are written about him daily. Although Christmas has become a holiday celebrated in different ways for different people, and there are some Christians that do not celebrate it, I find myself reading the lyrics of those songs and reflecting on what it means to me. Maybe if you've never thought about the lyrics and their meanings, you can stop today and Google a few, or in Sarita's case, duck, duck, get them. You did that again. (laughs) 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 Well, I have a lot of friends that only duck, duck, go, just so you know. And some duck duck goes in turkey's butt. Yeah. <laughs> Turducken. <laughs> Turducken. And learn what the author's intent was in regard to the song they wrote and how they have become timeless treasures of our fellow Americans, even if they don't actually know what they're about. Like Good King Wenceslas, or Wenceslas, a monarch Wenceslas and a page. looked out on Good the King feast of Wenceslas Stephen. Good King Wenceslas went out upon the feast of Stephen. It's about a monarch and a page that go out in a treacherous snowstorm, and it's really interesting. So check that one out and look it up. Hmm. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. You got your break. Oh. Well, that concludes the year 2022. Done with that year. Isn't that crazy? Are are we not going to collaboratively sing one of these? Yes. Oh, do you want to take the lead, Cherry? Which which one? I mean, the ladies can. We we really need to like. What would you like to sing? We need to show them what we got here. It's ladies' night, (laughs) and the feelings right. Oh, what, what a song night. you want to sing, Cherry? Pick it. You oh, pick I don't it. know. Jingle I thought the rock. best one we could butcher. <laughs> that would be, that'd be, that'd be the first Noel. I Carefully, mean, almost listen, put water every, on yeah. everybody has to really do this. Like, I expect to hear everyone singing. Okay. Let's I do think it. we should listen, go Listen, what it. is it? Make a joyful noise. Let's do Joy to the World. Okay, hold on. Let me That's get, the one that I can read. Okay, hold on. Okay. Oh, yes. Everybody? Wait, was that in here? Get ready. Yes, it's at the very top of the notes. The one I read. I've already sang it. A one. No, you didn't. You read it. I get to ring it. Sing it. A one, two, three, four. Joy Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and Nature sing. Good enough. Yay! We did We're it, guys. We're all excited for the next verse, Frick. Do you want to just, do yeah. just for you, Cherry? First, same as the first. All right. I don't know how to sing that second verse. He the Savior reigns with truth and grace and makes the nations prove oh. the glories of his righteous 
righteousness. His righteousness. <laughs> and wonders of his love. And wonders of his love. And wonders and wonders of his love. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> hee haw, hee haw. We love you. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Burrows of and Berea. Happy New Year. We hit a note in that song that was the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> More than one. You're welcome. There was more than one. Well, there was one that was special. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's from the boroughs of Berea. See ya. Represent. Hey, all you boroughs of Berea listeners. I have been getting questioned on how you can help give support to the podcast, which is crazy, Andy. People actually want to give us money. Isn't that neat? I, I was going to say I don't understand it because I thought that might be funny, but... But I do understand it and genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what we want to do, okay? First of all, we're going to tell you how you can help us if you want. But I also want to tell you exactly where the money's going. None of this money is going to be used actually to make any content. We're not going to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. We're just going to keep making content. But what we wanted to do was something weird. We want to put up billboards around the country, we want to have these donkey faces everywhere. Not our faces, but our donkey faces <laughs> put up everywhere to try to get people to come to listen to the podcast. One of the things that I've been hearing from some of the positive stuff has to do with that we're lighthearted and we're reading the scriptures and we're just, we get along, you know, and that's, that's important. It's something that we all need to be able to do. We ought to be able to just read a book and talk about it and not sure. feel like we're going to slaughter each other at the end of the day, right? So here's all you have to do. If you'll go to www.patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the Burrows of Berea, and it'll take you to our Patreon page. And you will see we've got like 10, 11, 12, you know, people that give monthly. And each one of those, there are different levels. You can pay $3 and you're a mini burrow. You can be uh, a Brer Warrior, and that gives 10 bucks or something like that. And it goes all the way up to like 20 bucks. But anybody that wants to give, if you would go to Patreon and do it there, all that money that's going to be accruing there, we're going to be using to put billboards around the country. And so as soon as the first billboard gets up, I'm going to send pictures and show you that they're up. And hopefully we can just get people to come and listen to the show. My favorite idea that I have is on a place that I sat for five hours, which is Interstate 5 in Los Angeles. It was the worst. God, how much is the billboard there? Uh, I don't know. Because the traffic. It, exactly. You and know so people so would see it. There's so much traffic. Yeah. And they're going to be like, What's the, what is this all about all these donkeys? You know? <laughs> so help us out. So again, guys, that's what it's for. If you go to www.patreon.com forward slash the boroughs of Berea, Pick a level, help us out. We will be putting out notes. I try to put out some notes, you know, quite often. Uh, we've also, you can go to burrowsabria.com and you can sign up for our newsletter and we'll keep you guys updated as we accrue. Once we get to that level, it's probably $5,000 for a week or maybe 20000 for a month in LA. I don't know, whatever it yeah. is, but I want to see that happen one day. So guys, That's help fun. us out. Tell other people about us. Share anytime you can. Listen, give us feedback. Um, and we love you guys. It's been so much fun. We look forward to another year. Yeah, thank you. It is really fun. Yeah, very much so. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later.
Mm. I, I did, but I didn't hear it. The recording <laughs> did because it I took said, me that long. To I even... said, I'm totally good with the virgin birth and believing that, but three wise men. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at me when you say <laughs> that? I, read, I was actually looking at Angel. Next year, we're going to get you. Next year, she's going to tell you the joke of how the tradition of the angel ended up well, on the I'll Christmas tree. I'll tell you all that too because right. I don't. I don't. This does not. Andy, need to put go this on. at the end. No, I don't. Yeah. I yes, don't. at the very end. At Listen the end to this, of our guys. Lives where? Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. One particular Christmas season, a long time ago, Santa was getting ready for his annual trip, but there were problems everywhere. Four of his elves got sick, and the training elves did not produce the toys as fast as the regular ones, so Santa was beginning to feel the pressure of being behind schedule. Then Mrs. Claus told Santa that her mom was coming to visit, and this stressed Santa out even more. When he went to harness his reindeer, he found that the three of them were about to give birth, and two of them had jumped the fence and were out, and he had no idea where. Then, when he began to load the sleigh, one of the boards cracked, and the toy bag fell to the ground and scattered all the toys. He was so frustrated, so Santa went into the house for a cup of apple cider and a shot of rum. When he went to the cupboard, he discovered that the elves had hidden the liquor, and there was nothing to drink. In his frustration, he accidentally dropped the cider pot, and it broke into hundreds of little pieces all over the kitchen floor. He went to get the broom and found that the mice had eaten the straw off the end of the broom. Just then, the doorbell rang, and an irritable Santa trudged to the door. He opened the door, and there was this little angel with a great big Christmas tree. The angel said very cheerfully, Merry Christmas, Santa. Isn't it a lovely day? I have a beautiful tree for you. Where would you like me to stick it? And thus began the tradition <laughs> of the little angel on top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> There you go. Oh Boom. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Straight oh, up the donkey. <laughs> From now on, that she tells be. the joke. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> in the cavity. <laughs> Stuck it in the cavity. That's good. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. Let Earth receive her king.